All right, this is our first full official episode of our little health sciences podcast. In this episode, Dr. Clutter and I talk about some experiences that we have in interprofessional groups, so working with others from different professions who have different areas of expertise, um, and how that can um, be challenging when we all speak different languages, different vocabularies. So as you listen to this, I want you to think about a time that you did not fully understand something and yet you did not ask for clarification. This could be in a classroom context, in your personal life, just anywhere in your experience that you didn't fully understand what was happening, but you didn't also feel comfortable asking for more information. So I'm Sarah Rusnak. I'm clinical instructor in health sciences and medical dietetics. I am a registered dietitian. Um, I've worked in research and education for about 12 years now, um, and that's that's the sh- that's the quick and quick and short version of my uh, my history. Um, and I now have successfully dragged Dr. Jill Clutter onto the call with me. So Dr. Clutter, tell me about yourself. Dr. Clutter. Dr. I'm Jill Clutter. Um, I've been teaching in the school for many years. Um, and um, my background is, uh, a lot of my background is in uh, community and public health. So everything that's going on right now is crazy, but you don't want that in here because that dates it. So it's okay to date it. It will be dated when we post it. Oh, that's right. That's right. The date that we publish it will be always be on there. So it's all good. Yes, I'm sorry. Do you want to start over? No, just keep going. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, um, so I've been teaching this in the school for a lot of years. I'm also involved in um, uh, interprofessional simulations. And um, so this is kind of a, an offshoot of that that we, we found pretty interesting. Uh, one, of the, one of my graduate students was doing, actually has been doing some study um, on interprofessional education and specifically looking at it in terms of communication and things like that. So, But I've been involved in the School of Health and Rehab Sciences um, Committee, I guess is what we're calling ourselves, on interprofessional education. And that has taken a different format. We're not actually putting students in front of simulated patients, but we've given them a simulated um, medical history through a Carmen course, right? <clears throat> so, so my first health literacy story that I'm going to tell is being on that committee. And you're not on that. How are you not on that committee, by the way? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, it saves you time to, to be on one fewer committee. Yeah, it does, but, but it's near and dear to my heart, so I wish I was. Well, to give you the background, so it's within HRS. So we have someone from each of our programs. So forgive me, I'm going to forget somebody, but we've got physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, radiation sciences, radiation therapy, um, we have medical dietetics, athletic training, and I'm one short. Who's our seventh program? Okay, occupational. You said PT. I think I said occupational therapy. PT, OT, AT. Oh, respiratory therapy. That's the whole point of my story. <laughs> my apologies to George. RT, we need respiratory therapy in there. So, okay. So all of our faculty get together for these meetings. And Dr. Martian Elms leads the meetings, and um, you'll be shocked to hear that at more than one meeting, I was asked to take notes, right? So I'm, I'm taking notes as we're designing this educational experience, and the notes are being projected up onto the projector while I'm typing at the computer. 
And Dr. Nelms even at one point makes the comment of how nice it is to work with all healthcare professionals who know how to spell all of the terms that are being thrown out. That's a setup, really. <laughs> right? So there's, there's my setup. There's, there's my fault. Um, I did okay in that meeting, though. I did all right. So we've been doing this for a couple years now. This committee has been getting together for, I can't believe it, but two years to put these um, experiences together. I'm there as a dietitian, but mostly I got to say as the, as the computer geek, that's I think my primary role on the committee. And uh, we, we started finalizing the case. So the idea is this case needs to involve all of our different professions. So in order to make a patient that needs to see physical therapy, occupational therapy, respiratory therapy, athletic training, rad sci, rad therapy, like. Those are hard. She's a very convoluted case. Very complicated. But we figured it out. We're just going to give her cancer and that takes care of just about everything. Cancer does it all, really. It really does. Cancer, cancer checks all the boxes for all the types of therapy. Unfortunately. Yes. So, um, but we, we've gotten her through her surgery. She is now post-surgery, she's recovering, and we're planning her, um, uh, the, we're gonna do a care consult. We'll have the students do a care consult and plan what her life is gonna be like when she goes home. And so um, we're talking about this and our faculty from respiratory therapy um, keeps talking about the patient's atelectasis, right? So their primary concern is her atelectasis, her, her post-op atelectasis. Well, I know what post-op means, but I don't know what atelectasis means. And she keeps saying it. So three or maybe four meetings later, I finally stopped and said, I'm sorry. I don't know what atelectasis is. <laughs> Can you tell me what atelectasis is? Dr. Clutter, do you know what atelectasis is? Um, no, I can't even spell it or say it. So I can't spell it either. I had to Google it. That was the thing. I wasn't even sure how to Google it because I didn't know how to spell it foreign language. It does sound like a foreign language. It means a collapsed lung. Why didn't she just say a collapsed lung? I don't know because to her atelectasis is the easiest way to get that idea across because that's her bread and butter. That's what she does day in day out as a respiratory therapist. You know atelectasis is the most logical way to describe a collapsed lung. I know what a collapsed lung is. I had no idea what atelectasis was. And it took me several meetings basically to work up the nerve to admit the fact that I, I don't know what that word is. <laughs> I was trying, right? I was trying to figure out from context, you know, what that might mean. I knew since she is the respiratory therapist, it's gotta be about the lungs, right? You would think so. You would I would think. think. And, and I must admit, this is a friendly group, so it oh, was an incredibly friendly group. It wasn't as though you you know you were sitting there trying to uh, act the professional in front of people you didn't know. So. No, these these are people I've worked with for years. They're delightful, you know. They're they're wonderful people, and the whole point of us getting together and doing these things was to promote interprofessional communication that we would talk between professions. Right. So the irony of the fact that it took me multiple meetings to admit I don't know what atelectasis is. It's, it's one of those perfect learning moments. It, it, it seemed like one, yes. Yeah. So yeah, so that's my, that's my story of a time, um, gosh, that probably happened in the last six months, I think. Yeah. So this is not ancient history. This is very recent, you know, and I, I, I Googled it this morning. Now I know how to spell atelectasis. That's a new thing for me.
I, I, I really do appreciate that um, because I can't tell you how many times we've been in situations like that too. And you just go, uh, yeah. And if you have no clue how to spell it, you can't necessarily yeah. look it up. I, I'm really good at Googling things, but if I don't know how to spell it. This is true. This is true. Well, good. Thanks for listening. We'll do another episode soon. And in the meantime, head over to Carmen and contribute to this week's discussion post.